Good morning, everyone out there listening to our podcast. You've got Massey. You've got this beautiful woman over here named Kirk Compost. Self-evident podcast live from Hope Tower. And we're back. We back. We back. <laughs> Yo, we just got back from California. Mm-hmm. California. Hey. Kelly. That reminds me of a song, which I will not sing. But we have just uh, returned to and from Cali in the thing because we were talking and speaking. And so, guys, if you have not gone on our website yet, do it. TheSelfEvidentTruth.com. Go to TheSelfEvidentTruth.com. Go to TheSelfEvidentTruth.com. Go sign up. Be a part of our blog sphere and all that stuff. Get on the blog. Get on the stuff. And then you can subscribe on the podcast. Yes. Yeah. Good morning, everyone. Tell us where you're from. Comment. Share, like, subscribe, even on the YouTube and the Spotify's and the, you know, the stuff. Instagram, we live on Instagram today. Are we? Yeah. Is it on there? Yeah. It be working. Dude, how awesome. Praise God. We're on Instagram, y'all. Instagram. Instagram. So, guys, uh, again, go to theselfevidenttruth.com. You can find out more information. We are live on Instagram. I'm excited about this. We've been wanting to be live on Instagram and we're going to have to center that camera somehow because that center camera is not working for these angles. So you can't do that anymore. You got, there you go. There you go. I'm looking on Instagram. I'm like, oh, wow, that looks good. Anyhow. Oh, because it's. Yeah, because it's off. it's narrow. Yeah. Yes. So, so, yeah, all you're getting is. the wall. Yeah, we don't like that angle anyway. So here we go. Guys, we have a sponsor. A couple, actually. And we're just going to get into this. Babe, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. If you guys have not checked out our last podcast, do it. Yes. I don't know what you're waiting for, but go stink and do it. As in our last podcast? Yeah. Well, I mean, Mike's too. I mean, Mike's aight. (laughs) Wow. He's probably watching this right now. No, so so guys, we're, we're, we're live on every stream you can think of. We're excited about that. Thank you so much for tuning in right now. Guys, do not, do not, uh, do not, uh, do not. Uh, and 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 things we have a sponsor we have a sponsor why don't you read all right we have a sponsor we actually have two sponsors this is the first one giving life color painting services who did our house by the way yes he did amazing he did an amazing job so if you live in the treasure coast south florida ish here and you need painting or maybe even some power washing services this is a company for you they're locally and independently owned licensed and insured and care deeply about giving you the best service possible Um, If you want a trustworthy, godly, conservative value company at a great price, then you need to call Giving Life Color Painting Services. That number is 772-521-0858. 772-521-0858. He also can do uh, like remodeling type projects, smaller, all the things that you need done in your home. He's the guy. I don't know if he'd ever do it again, but he did like our front yeah, pavers. He, pavers he did yeah. our pavers it was his first time he like learned all about it and um he did, he a, was great ready. Job. He did a great job but he was like i didn't know what i was getting myself into <laughs> but he did but awesome he, yeah and he said he's figured out better ways to do it now he's got so. great google reviews yes. as well so you yeah, want to check out you, those google yeah reviews. all that stuff google. all that all the things all the things and Hard. so here we are guys we're gonna why, uh, news bits it's time for news bits we got a five-minute timer. What is that? Quit, take it's that off your microphone. Whatever that is. That sounds ridiculous. Oh, my gosh. I didn't touch it. Girl. 
All right, we're ready. All right, here we go. News bit number one. Hmm. Hunter pleads guilty. And, dude, here's what's so stupid about this article. I'm not even going to get into it. It's ridiculous. Uh, finally, justice is served. Biden, after five years of investigation, has now come to find that crime doesn't pay. He's been charged. Let, just listen to this. For, for, for tax crimes of a misdemeanor nature. Like, dude, this guy's done way more than that. They had to get him on something. So it's like, well, we got we to gotta do something. Here it is type of thing, right? Pretty ridiculous. Uh, talk about government being the sort of, uh, of justice. Uh, after all, what could put you behind bars for 10 years? He got two years probation. He got owed at least 100 grand in 2017, 100 grand in 2018, right? And it sure pays to have a dad who's the president mm. and a vice president because right. he ain't getting no, he's getting a slap on the wrist, basically. Right. This is ridiculous. And guys, we should continue to want, like if they're going after President Trump this hard, right. and we're not even Trumpers, but if 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 they're going after President Trump this hard, what 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 what's the message they're actually sending? You right. see that lady on they the don't view? Care about justice? They like, don't. Yeah. They don't. They want to send a message. And the one of the prosecutors, a former prosecutor on the View, said, "Us as prosecutors do two things. We 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 come down on law, but we also want to send a message." So she's after Trump. You know right. what I mean? Like that's what they do. Right. And it's all about getting rid of conservatives because the conservatives hold the actual view of liberty. For the most part, you know, real conservatives, not the modern day rhino Republican mm -hmm. conservative in name only type of thing. So let's continue. Story number two. Mm -hmm. Judge says student can't proclaim truth. Look at that shirt he's wearing. There are only two genders. Mm -hmm. There are only two genders. So middle school, uh, there, there was a, um, a middle schooler that wore this shirt. Um, and basically his mother sued the school for infringing on his first and 14th amendment rights. The school permissibly concluded that the shirt invades the rights of others. Uh, but guess what? There was a, a, a judge that ruled, uh, in favor of the school and said, basically, look, he's okay. violating the rights of an all Obama these appointed judge, an Obama appointed judge. But nonetheless, he's wearing a shirt that actually talks about the thing they talk about in school called biology. And she's saying, this judge said, he is violating the rights of others. When biology itself tells you there are only two genders. Are you catching this? This is why we need to continue to fight. Dude, I keep taking this thing up and crush that judge. I would. Because this is ridiculous. This is where it gets out of hand. So does that mean every advertisement I see, I can sue because they're violating my right to be left alone and right. to just watch whatever I want to watch? Right. That's a you know, great it's crazy. point. Uh, we brought our oldest son into the doctor minute clinic. We had first time ever or whatever it was, urgent care. Uh, first time we'd ever been there. I had to fill out all the registration forms. And it was, uh, you had to fill out whether he was male or female. And But then next to that was you could pick your gender identity. And I'm like, why does it matter? Why, why can't you just cut off knowing if they're male or female and go with their gender identity? Because it does matter how you treat them biologically. It matters exactly. how you treat medically a male. It matters how you treat medically a female. Like, why does that even exist? If you can just pick what you want to be. I don't even know. It'd I be just crazy. don't it's... understand none of this for the life of me. I went to, um, so a couple of weeks ago, I was actually really, really sick. And I had to go to a minute clinic yeah. or an urgent care. And I was filling out the little thing on my phone. And it said, select your gender. 
And you know what popped up? Male or only two options. Yes. So. <laughs> only two options. <laughs> I didn't Dang. know what to do. They didn't have mine there, so I had to just close my eyes and pick. <laughs> Anywho's, <laughs> let's continue. It'd be crazy. Yeah. What, yeah. what did you say that one time? It'd be crazy. They all be the world crazy. be crazy. Everybody, Everybody crazy. Be crazy. News it's bits all crazy. Let, finally, finally, news bits. Uh, number three, Europe is ahead of us and not mutilating children. Now they're sending out warnings. Increasing number of European nations adopt more cautious approach to gender-affirming care among minors. Listen to this. Uh, let's see. The UK, Sweden, Finland, Norway, and France are now cautioning doctors and asking them to be careful in treating minors. You know what they cited? You know what they cited for this yeah. approach? A go. lack of evidence. Lack of evidence. Earlier this month, the UK National Health Services restricted the use of puberty blockers to clinical trials, effectively banning their use in children because, hey, we might screw up a kid. Five minutes. We nailed it. Boom. <laughs> Sponsor two, baby. Sponsor number two, Panthera Publishing. All right. Specifically for pastors and ministry leaders, Panthera Publishing is your gateway to publishing your material. Boom. I will say he's going to work on our books too. Pantero yeah. does all of this for under a thousand bucks. It's really nice. Uh, do you have a book inside of you? Perhaps one that God has been prompting you to write. Have you thought it was too expensive? You just don't know how to take, like make your dream into reality as far as a book. Have you ever wanted to extend the reach of your messages beyond Sunday or the day you speak them? Pantero publishing is your solution. We specialize in publishing books by pastors and ministry leaders from start to finish, including your manuscript cover formatting, editing, wow. and publishing. On Amazon's global platform, we can publish your book for less than a G-Ball for a grand. He helps you, may you take write it? All the that. cover formatting for put, less than a G-Ball? They put it on the Kindles. They put it on the thing. Dang. And the hardcover, or not the hardcover. You could get a hardcover, but the, you have a printed copy and all that stuff. Call Pantera Publishing. Go to PanteraPublishing.com. If you can give them a call at 772-497-6001. And this is not exclusive to Florida, folks. You can yeah. get this anywhere. Old Paulie yeah. will help you. Yeah. We, we like that guy. Good. All right? Pantera All right. Publishing. Do it today. Main topic. All right, let's get into this. When was it prideful to throw temper tantrums? <laughs> I mean, that's, come on. Let's get, let's get real. Comment below. When was it prideful to throw temper tantrums? When have you ever been proud of your kid for throwing himself on the floor and saying, I hate my life. You hate me. Ah. And you, you know, you don't buy them what they want and they start throwing temper tantrums. And then you get everyone in the store to go, you better be proud of my son. <laughs> Everybody be proud of my son for throwing a temper tantrum. <laughs> oh, you know why he's throwing a temper tantrum? Cause you're not proud of how he is. I don't accept him. Wow. Here's, here's, here's why I wanted to talk about this. I was talking with Mikey and before he asked me not to be on the show. Because it's true. He's like, I, I, I need a break. Well, actually, his birthday's tomorrow, so happy birthday, Mikey. Uh, yes. So comment below if what you think pride is what it is today, what it was 70 years ago. I'll explain in a minute. Do you ever notice today pride? Pride comes before the sacrifice instead of sacrifice before the pride. So in other words, I'm sorry, the other way around. Sacrifice comes at every expense, and then you're proud of that thing. Whereas, like, in World War II times, we were proud of our nation and the things yeah. we sacrificed, and then we sacrificed for it. Mm 
-hmm. Now we're, you better have pride with me before I've even sacrificed a thing is what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. Right. So like these people now that are decrying pride, it's about pride. It's about being proud of what I do. Right. A World War II veteran, and I'm using World War II specifically, I can use all the others, but they fought for the liberty of a nation. Mm -hmm. They fought because America was open to all peoples. Mm -hmm. It created liberty for all people. Dude, you could be what you wanted to be. You could Now on eBay and, and all these other things, you could literally go out and sell rocks and make money. You can do anything you want in this country and make money. You could sell this used glass for five bucks and some dummy will be out there and paying for it. And I mean that they'll go out and pay for this. I don't know why we used to be proud of the fact that this country was open to all, but we didn't have to celebrate an individual class of people. Mm -hmm. We didn't have to go out and say, Hey, this class of people did this or that. As a matter of fact, just thinking about how pride works. Um, do you ever notice that we only get one day for independence day? Mm -hmm. A nation right. that was birthed, right, out of conflict, out of struggle. It took, what, eight years mm -hmm. from, from the signing of the Declaration? Actually, from the first constitutional or from the first uh, convention, con congressional convention in 1774 to 18, or 1787. All, those, all that time was us deliberating, fighting, struggling, loss, gain, all that stuff. People went broke to gain this nation that you say, I deserve to give you pride. That, that I must give you a pride. I must be proud of who you sleep with. Like mm -hmm. I give a crap, right? Mm -hmm. And what's happening now is we now take sacrifice and throw it out the window. Now, you must sacrifice for me individually, not for a country as a whole. You better sacrifice yourself for me. Mm -hmm. Doesn't that sound like a god? Molech, Ashtaroth, right? Sacrifice for me, then it'll prove. That that's that you're proud, and now even today, what we're seeing with pride in general, it has become this giant temper tantrum. That if you don't celebrate me, I'm gonna yell and scream and kick. And you know what's crazy? If you don't have the intestinal fortitude and the spirit of God within you, you will fall victim to this every time. You will fall victim to people calling you names. You will fall victim to people slamming you and all these other things you're going to be like i know that's not how i think that's how other christians think other christians yeah. just hate you i'm not like that but i mean it puts you in a spot where you have to constantly yeah, to defend you your have position. to yes or they you they want you to think that you have to defend your right. position i just think of like my like tom brady quarterback brett Favre, quarterback troy aikman quarterback terry bradshaw quarterback I think of all these giant quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers, right? John Elway. John Elway, great quarterback. Oh, Denver Broncos, everybody. Denver Broncos. Peyton Manning, the sheriff, right? When have you ever seen them say, you should be proud that we're quarterbacks? You have to affirm my position and how great I was. Yeah, my position of quarterback affirms me, and therefore you should be proud of quarterbacks. because. And you know what? You don't hear Brady going, where's my flag? I was the best quarterback ever, arguably. Most yards, most touchdowns, most games won, all that stuff. But these guys somehow say that they're more important than even those of World War II. Mm -hmm. That Memorial Day is literally Memorial Day. Right? And I'll tell you why. Because within a span of four to six weeks is when you develop a habit. When you can continuously push something like a gay pride movement, right? Now it's turned into LGBTQ plus and all this other junk. And I'm, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm sick and tired of calling them the community. 
the LGBTQ whatever community. No, they're just gay. They're 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 in sin. They're it's demonic. Okay. You can't get around this, and God's word always will stand true. And I don't care if they like that or not. It's not it's not even about like anymore at this point. It's really about what is truth and what is not. You know, back in the day when 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 these types of things, the gay stuff happened, it was called dysphoria. Mm-hmm. When have we ever been proud of a dysphoria? When have we ever been proud of of, yeah. of a mental illness? Like right. If, if if you one day said, my name is Carrie, and then the next day you came in and said, my identity is now Georgia. Yeah. yeah. We would say you're you're psycho. There's mm-hmm. schizophrenia. You need some you need some help. Now we're proud to say, we're saying you must be proud of the fact that I'm a schizo. You must be proud that I sleep with the same sex. You better be proud of the fact, right? Mm-hmm. And when I think about things that are shoved in my face, I, th- I think, you know, baseball is America's pastime, but it's not shoved in my face where I have to accept it. Like right. they're not forcing me to go to ball games, right? Yeah. For a certain individual team or just baseball in general. So when we were talking about this last night, it kind of hit me that if you want to call them, I'm going to say community, I'm going to use that word, right? The gonna... LGBTQ plus whatever community if you take it, dial it back and look at that whole scenario and pride month and pride parades and the um, push that you have to accept it, I have to accept it. I not only have to accept it, I have to affirm that it's okay and that it's true and that it's your normal and all those things. They have to be the most insecure community. hundred percent. In the, in the entire history of mankind. And what I mean by that is we're Christians. We are uh, operate in a Christian community, right? But I don't need the left, the liberals, the socialists. I don't need the gay communities. I don't need them to accept my faith and my beliefs and my, the way I operate as a wife and a mother and a fa- uh, as a family, as a ministry. I don't need them to affirm me to know that it's okay. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, I don't need anyone Amen. to affirm me. Now, of course, I want Amen. them to accept Jesus I want them to come to this side of beliefs of understanding their sin is before God and repent, but I don't need them to do that for me to live life and be like, okay, if you want to believe that, but they're so insecure that they force, they want to force you and me to believe and accept and affirm how they live is okay. Like if it's okay, then let it be okay. That's right. If it's normal, normal, let it be normal. normal. Yeah, like I don't, I just, if you, it hit me for the first time when I dialed it back and saw what Pride Month is, that's, it's insecurity. It's literally the antithetical belief operations of what true pride is. That's exactly it. Now you can, there's different definitions to me of pride because you have pride in the Bible that God condemns, but then you have, you use the same word of pride. Like we take pride in our, our family. We take pride in what the work that we're doing on our house right now. We take pride in our country. And our so sons. there's different definitions. I think it's semantics, but there is a healthy type of pride and then a destructive type of pride. So I just I want to clarify that. No, no. But. And I think it's also too true that when we go out and preach to a community of people, mm-hmm. right? We're not out there saying you're a bigot, Christ hating christophobe right because you're not accepting my beliefs right you're not 
you're, we, we don't say any of that stuff. And then they go, you're calling me a sinner. No, no, that's what you are. Right. We're all sinners under, under, you know, under the punishment of God without Jesus. Right? right. If you think about this whole thing extending, if you just sit back and stop for a second and think about how this is happening, what's being portrayed, how this is being laid out, it is literally Satan accusing the brothers. Yeah. And you've allowed yourself to be accused. And the reason why you hate accusations like that is because deep in your heart, you do believe it to be true and you don't want to expose yourself to the light. Like you can accuse me all you want. I'm dead to myself. I live for Christ now. Mm -hmm. If Christ was thrown on a cross and accused and called a wine bibber and a drunk and, and, and he was called the devil at certain points in his ministry, what do you think they're going to call you today for being a Christian? What do you think is going to happen if you stand for the things of God? Think about it for a second, right? The reason why I'm, I'm going to refuse to call them the LGBTQ community, because mm -hmm. I have never witnessed to somebody and said, oh, you're a part of the murderous community. Oh, you're a part of the lying yeah. community. You know yeah. what? You lying community, I'm just addressing you right now. We're all sinners under God's wrath without Jesus. We are all without God. We are separated without him. I can't put them in a special community because once you do that, you've now specialized and you've attacked that one thing. The bottom line, this is a heart and a mind issue. Yeah. Their hearts are devoid of God. They're, they're, they're rotten darkness. Their mind is now alienated through wicked works, the Bible says. Their mind has been polluted and darkened by the prince of this world, right? And their heart is the extension of where their mind is. Out of the issues, of, I'm sorry, out of the, oh, out of the heart flow the heart. issues of life, yeah. right? And so what we're seeing here is they're getting you to their talking points so you can address them as a special group. When the bottom line is if we are witnessing to everybody, it doesn't matter if you're gay, straight, trans, bi, lying, murderous. Yeah. And then they, you know what Rifle. they're going to say? You're equating me to a murderer? No, sin does. Yeah. If, if we looked at it as a playing field, we've done this for years in our society. We've said there's Mexican-Americans, Black Americans, White Americans, Asian Americans. No, we're all Americans in the United States. Right, We've done it in the church too. Like this is, this is the unforgivable sin, divorce, abortion, homosexuality. But if you look at it as an even playing field, it's sin and sin is destructive. Exactly. So when you say, are you equating me to a murderer? No, like sin is sin. It's all the same in God's eyes. And that's the idea like, okay, so um, go ahead. Oh, wait. <laughs> Okay, so with the the part where you were just saying, like, with them being, like, so... I forget what I was going to say. <laughs> yes. It's like, help I me, Elijah. I remember what you know. <laughs> no, because... Okay, click back over here and you think about what you were going to say, because I was going to read this. Um, Go ahead. Mike did some research on this topic i was going to read something else that i did some research on but he he was saying that the history of the term pride came from the uh let's see here where is it the pride the term pride was used to counteract the sense of shame that the homosexual community felt that was being forced on that, on them by society at large so instead of taking on the shame they said we're just going to use the word pride to take away the shame yeah. but in all reality 
where we're at in this nation shows as far as them pushing their pride on you shows that it hasn't taken away the shame at all. That's exactly. It's only (laughs) intensified it because they have to force you to be prideful in their lifestyle. They're projecting their shame on you, making you feel shameful for calling them shameful. Right. That's what insecure people do. Right. That's what narcissists do. Narcissists. Yes. They, they, and, and most, and I'm not saying all gay people are narcissists. Right. There's a lot of them who are coming out and saying, this does not represent me. Right. Quit saying you represent my community. Right. There was one guy I watched, uh, he was on with Piers Morgan, this one gay dude. He said, you both are white, cisgendered, male, straight men. And the other guy goes, dude, I've been out longer than you've been alive. <laughs> what are you talking about, right? right? And so it's like, he goes, the, you don't represent me. Yeah. So we're seeing that too. And I'm not defending the gay guy saying you don't represent me. Right. I'm saying he needs Jesus too. But notice what it says. They felt society at large shaming shaming them. them. Yeah. No, society at large was largely Christian saying, hey, sin is sin in God's eyes. When have you ever seen the murderers of America come out and say, you shame me Mm -hmm. for being a murderer Mm -hmm. or a lying? When is the lying group, Liars Anonymous, when did they come out and say, hey, you're shaming me for being a liar. That is Mm -hmm. terrible. You know what I mean? Right. Or, or, or an adulterer. When, like, where's the Cheaters Anonymous group? Or the, you know what I mean? Like, that say, I just feel shame. I'm proud to be a cheater. I'm proud to be an adulterer. I'm proud to be a fornicator. I am so proud that I get to put my fist against God and say, you know what? You're not worth it. And your whole society condemning me right now and saying I'm full of shame, they're actually condemned within themselves. Read John 3.18. John 3.16 is really, really clear. We all know it, right? God so loved the world. Gave his only son. John 3.18 says, because they are condemned already. Mm. They're already condemned. So what they're projecting on you is their condemnation before God. The reason why they feel shame is because they're standing every day in their conscience, defying what God created them to be. Normal, Mm -hmm. which is man and woman. Mm -hmm. I heard this guy say, penguins do it. You're comparing yourself to a beast? You're comparing yourself to animals. That is, now you're saying that an animal's conscience is equal to a man's conscience. Has anyone ever been in the forest with a bear Mm -hmm. or a wolf or a lion? Do you think that that conscience should be equated to a man or a woman's conscience the way God created us autonomously? Mm -hmm. You're saying because there's evidence of animals being gay, therefore humans can be gay too. Or... Animals are animals with no conscience. You see what I'm saying? Like, so they're using these examples and saying, you should be proud of me being a little child, not knowing how to act for myself. You should be proud of me in the sense that I am now acting out what I've always wanted to do in my lusts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, go, go ahead. The one of the only times somebody's consciousness is compared to a beast is when God sends Nebuchadnezzar into the wilderness to be to act and to live as a beast of the mm. field. And that's only because he, yeah. he went against God so much. God said, now you get to live like the very beasts you want to be, mm. dude. And it was only until that's after one. God returned his righteousness. He turned back to the Lord. Right. I do think, I do think too, dude, amen. Amen. The fact that God had to turn him into that proves that they're less than they're, they're less than humans. God, and I don't care if you take, 
if 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 you take that wrong, that you're missing the point of that statement. Mm -hmm. They're not civilized like us. You have to train a cat. You have to train a child. Right. You have to train a dog. Little kids cannot choose for themselves what they should be. Yeah. When do you ever sit and say, mom, shut up and stop it? I mean, if our kids ever did that, would you say, nah. great choice, son, no. great choice of words. Just you a just, hard you no. Just, you just want to be heard, son. Yeah. You just want to be heard. So therefore, thank you for telling me to shut up. Mm -hmm. You know what? I'm going to do that. I'm going to shut up and let you run the house now. Yeah. I would get no. grinded into the dirt. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Why? Because they're children. And for you to say that they can make a decision and be proud about it, mm -hmm. be proud about it. You are a child abuser. So it's a child abusing movement. Yeah. So, okay. So our church revived church, pastor Todd did a message on Wednesday, a lot about this. Same a dog, talk. Amy, a dog. Sorry. I said cat dog. Oh, okay. So Pastor Todd did a message on Wednesday about um, this topic, specifically transgender. Well, he did it all, right? And so I was sitting there listening to his message and thinking about how, and I've seen other videos like TikTok videos do this, like how grateful I am to grow up in the generation I did because I was a straight up tomboy. Like, <laughs> Yes, you were. All the things, tomboy. And when I had kids, I was like, please, God, let me have boys. Because, like, I was a boy, like, I was a tomboy, right? I Hours spending out in our yard with my brother playing baseball, playing catch, running around, bicycle, you know, like, right. playing Indians and, uh, what is that, cops and Indians with our neighborhood kids down the road. But my my parents let me do that, but they also bought me dresses and curled my hair. You know what I mean? Like, so, and they didn't, they forced you to be a girl. <laughs> right. They didn't force me. That was like, it was just common thing. <laughs> like you can do that, but you're also a girl. Like we'll buy you dresses and curl your hair. And you wear dresses to church on Sunday and affirm femininity and let me be a tomboy. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes. Like, if I would have grown up in this generation, I can guarantee I would have been pushed to be yeah. transgender yes. or affirm transgender care. And I'm thinking as he was, Pastor Todd was sitting there and thinking about how we raise our kids. So my boys have watched me paint my nails, put my makeup on, and have asked like, can we do that? And my simple response is like, Girl, makeup is for girls. Nail polish is for girls. And they're like, oh, okay. Like it wasn't this long drawn out explanation yeah, like, i think my son how, feels like a girl how many kids in our society today would not even think about transgender issues if their parents would have said well dresses are for girls makeup's for girls you know and their kids would have been like oh okay like it's that innocent curiosity of kids that you have to direct and guide right right not affirm right because i don't let my kid you know Aaron, who's nine now, almost 10, has asked um, to drive the car, back it out of the driveway. And it's like, no, you're you're nine. I don't affirm his curiosity to drive a car at eight, nine years old. Amen. I don't affirm their curiosity to like, uh, they've asked about our guns in the house. I don't affirm their curiosity other than teaching them gun safety. I don't let them carry a gun around the house, a real gun, and play with it as a toy because of their curiosity. Exactly. I direct them the boundaries. and guide them and give them boundaries. Them. Yes. Like we so, all, the world functions with boundaries. Do you get what I'm saying? Like there's boundaries when we drive, 
We don't get to do what we feel like doing. He feels like going a hundred miles an hour every time he drives. Is that right? Thank you. <laughs> you just told on us. No. We have guns. I go fast. <laughs> but the boundary is do. you don't get to do that. No, I don't. And guess what happens? Or you pay when... a consequence. You do. And so just because something seems right does not mean it is. Just because it seems right does not mean that it is. Matter of fact, what is it? Uh, there's a way that seemeth right unto a man, the Bible says, but yeah. the end of it is death. Yes. The wicked through the pride of his countenance, the Bible says, will not seek after God. God is not in all of his thoughts. Mm -hmm. What happens when the enemy's in your thoughts? It's going to pervert everything God created. Isn't it crazy that these movements that claim pride, they're prideful about destroying what God created. Mm -hmm. Their whole image of pride is God didn't make me correctly. He's the one in the wrong. I'm the one in the right. Therefore, you should respect me. Mm -hmm. Turning themselves into gods and saying, if you don't, say that. if you don't, well, you can please add, turn themselves into gods saying, if you don't bow down to me, mm -hmm. if you don't bow down to me, right, you shouldn't be a part of society. Mm -hmm. You're the dredge of society. Yeah. You're less than. Imagine if Christians did that. Imagine. Imagine if religion did that, which they did in centuries past, but it wasn't in the name of religion. They were selfish. They were prideful. That was not Jesus. Mm -hmm. Okay, you could say it was in the name of Christianity, but it wasn't. Imagine us, me, saying to those people who are proud and gay and trans and bi and all that stuff, right? Imagine me saying, if you don't submit to God, you're never, ever, ever, ever going to have eternal life. And you know what? You're the dredge of society. Imagine if I said there's no hope for you. Imagine if I treated you less than because I don't affirm you mm -hmm. or you don't affirm me and my beliefs. Yeah. I don't ever treat you less than. Right? Right. And so it is true. If you don't humble yourself before God, repent of your sin, you are separated from God eternally. That is that is literal hell. Yeah. You know, you used to preach the hellfire and brimstone stuff. Yes, the lake of fire. Yes. But you are separated from the one who created you. So instead of seeking out the one who created you, you're not telling him, no, no. The clay is now telling the potter, why did you make me like this? Romans 9 and 10, right? This is so crazy. If you think about pride and what proud is, proud and pride. I mean, a matter of fact, there's a comment that um, John Flick just did. Right. And I want to read it. Yeah. It was so good, and it won't go back up now. Dang it. Personal pride used to that one? No, the one above oh. it. His first comment that I saw was personal pride used to be tied to hard effort and great achievement. Now personal pride is tied to who I am, not what I have done. Exactly. Personal pride used to be tied to hard effort and great achievement. Now personal pride is tied to who I am, not, not what I have done. If you think about that, this has been the ploy of this whole movement mm -hmm. since, what is it, 68? Was it 68? 78, I think. No, 69, right? Oh. Pride uh, really wow. started in a gay bar. It was raided by the, at the Stonewall Inn. There were riots. They were called Stonewall Riots. They sparked more public presentation. March 1970 to commemorate the riots. Had several hundred people demonstrate. This considered the, this was the first considered gay pride parade. And if you really read things in history and context, in the 70s, in the early 70s, in England, they came out with something called the Gay Manifesto. Mm -hmm. If you read the Gay Manifesto, what its mission is, it is literally to brainwash people into accepting yeah. who they are, right? So I Go ahead. I was actually reading this, the Homosexual Manifesto, which was uh, 
reprinted the from the congressional record of the United States Congress first came out in the gay community in February of 1987. I'm not going to read it all because some of it is so like disgusting. Oh my gosh. You should read it. Hun, it's long. read it. I'm just going to read this. This is how it starts out. We shall sodomize your sons, emblems emblems of your feeble masculinity and your shallow dreams of vulgar lies. We shall seduce them in your schools, in your dormitories, in your gymnasiums, in your locker rooms, in your sport arenas, in your seminaries, in your youth groups, in your movie theater ba- movie theater bathrooms, in your army bunkhouses, in your truck stops, in all male clubs, and in your houses of Congress, wherever men are with men together, your sons shall become our minions and do our biddings. Because so, that sounds normal. Right. And remember when they came out and said, that's satire. I was just going to go there. So we were part of a group where he had a radio show and he would read this often and he would just go after the homosexual agenda. And this was in early 2000s. And so in late late 90s, early 2000s, when the gay community homosexuals were trying to just say, okay, we just want benefits. We want to be married so we can have benefits like normal couples do. That was the push. So then this guy that we worked for would read this and say, it's not just that. It will give you that and then you'll want more and then you'll want more. And he would read this homosexual manifesto and <laughs> all the liberal news people in all Minneapolis the Atlantic, would go City after pages. him saying, he's reading that as... Um, that it's fact and that's what that's just satire that's not real that's not what their agenda is can you just reread it yeah i want you to hear this clearly if you have children don't let them hear this but i want you to hear this clearly because sin will always take you farther than it says it will Mm -hmm. every time you get satisfied by something it'll want more your flesh will crave more Mm -hmm. now i want you to read it again in this context and tell me they didn't succeed with the satire right 1987, Homosexual Manifesto. We shall sodomize your sons, emblems of your feeble masculinity, of your shallow dreams and vulgar lies. We shall seduce them in your schools, in your dormitories, in your gymnasiums, in your locker rooms, in your sport arenas, and in your seminaries and youth groups, in your movie theater bathrooms, in your army bunkhouses, in your truck stops, in all male clubs, and in your houses of Congress. Wherever men are with men together, your sons shall become our minions and do our biddings. So it goes on too to talk about how we will destroy um, the family unit. Uh, I'm I'm gonna find this. I want Please to do. read this part about the guys. Family. I want you to share this video because this is the stuff not being read. It was what was it was read in the in the in the Congress, right? Yeah, 1987. In 1987. If if it was satire, why would you read satire on the floor of Congress? Why would you do that? See, this is the kind of stuff people don't pick up on. This is the kind of stuff. This is why preachers must preach the full counsel of God. This is why Romans 1 is so important. Not because it's a hate chapter. It's a chapter of what happens when you don't submit to the spirit of God. It wasn't a condemnation chapter. It was a chapter of this is how far sin will take you. And not only that, not only that, it's not only just the sin that'll take you, right? It's actually this. It says that it's not just those who do it, but those who take pleasure in them who do it. It's the ones who sat and said nothing and let them do it. And parents that allowed them to do it. It's the parents that said, you know what? It's my kid. We just need to affirm. I just need to love them 
into the truth. Love doesn't lie to people. Mm -hmm. Love never lies. It does not lie. I don't care. You can tell me that as long as I keep loving them, they'll come to the truth when the truth will set them free. Love without truth is not love. It's licentiousness. It's tolerance. And it actually is hate. You hate them if you're not willing to tell them the truth. You do. You don't care about their soul. And if they die, did they have Jesus or not? Is Christ sanctifying them? If you don't tell them the truth, you don't love them. You don't if you don't stand. And it's funny because Revelation 21 actually says that the cowardly will not inherit the kingdom of God. We can't be cowards in these times anymore. You can't sit back and say, well, let me figure out an easier way to say this. Dude, every single time you come out against it in any way, they still call you a hater. You might as well preach the truth, right. not in condemning way. Right. In a truly, truly, truly Jesus died for you to get rid of your sin. He came to remove your sin from you, not just because you're gay and trans or whatever. It's because you've lied. It's because you've blasphemed God. It's because you've come against your parents. It's because people have done harm against you. And you have bitterness and unforgiveness in your heart. He wants to remove that. I want to read this about the, okay. So this homosexual manifesto, it goes on and on. Um, I'm just going to read this portion. We shall conquer the world because warriors inspired by and banded together by homosexual love and honor are invincible as were the ancient Greek soldiers, the family unit spawning ground of lies, betrayal, mediocrity, hypocrisy, and violence will be abolished. I'm going to read that again. The family unit spawning ground of lies betrayal mediocrity hypocrisy and violence will be abolished the family unit which only dampens imagination and curbs free will must be eliminated perfect boys will be conceived and grown in genetic laboratory they will be bonded together in communal setting under the control and instruction of homosexual servants all churches who condemn us will be closed Okay, I'm, I was reading this this morning when I got here. And again, it's just so disgusting. And it shows like that this wasn't just satire. But here's the kicker. God is still on the throne. Come on, dude. Psalm 2 still exists. Read the, they shall laugh in the heavens. Yeah, yeah. He says, uh, the kings of the earth set themselves against God and his anointed, anointed. And they say, let us break their bands asunder. Let us cast down their cords. Let us break their bars of iron. And God is sitting in the heavens and laughing, laughing. at them. Right. They think that they're in control. And it goes back to the concept of they put themselves in God's position. Their feelings become God. What they feel each day and how um, their emotions go, that becomes their God. But the true God is still on the throne. And that is why you see multitudes of people coming of people of this, you know, LGBTQ type lifestyle coming to Christ. Amen. Because you can't stop the spirit of God. If everything in this homosexual manifesto was to happen, and a lot of it is, but if every if they were to able to destroy the family unit, close all the churches, God is still in charge and the spirit of God, you can't stop. So that's why you see all these people being touched by the Holy Spirit and coming out and saying, I've left that lifestyle. God has transformed my heart. You have something to say? Yeah. Okay. I mean, to go on with what you said, even if all the churches were to close, the church wouldn't disappear. Right. Even if yeah. even if all hope, all visible hope were to disappear, 
hope wouldn't be gone. Yep. And I think that's what we as the believers need to start doing. We need to we need to stop just speaking about love, speaking about truth, and start living it and start showing people truth mm-hmm. and love and, <clears throat> and giving them that experience so that if they do condemn us, we're not hatefully retaliating back. That's right. We're yeah. loving on them with the passion and the love of Christ that right. the Lord has for us. Mm-hmm. But let's 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 go back to this a little bit. The Constitution never guaranteed you the right for me to accept you. Mm. Free speech never guaranteed my right to accept you, for for you to impose that on me. Free speech literally means free speech. I can speak out about the things I don't agree with. I don't like. There's no clause in there anywhere in their constitution at all or any law document in history that actually it's worth their weight in salt. I'm not talking about from a communist country. I'm talking about from real liberty-minded people that has a constitutional law that says you must respect everyone because you can't. Sorry, dudes. Mm-hmm. Can't respect people who kill. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't mm-hmm. yep. until, until they're converted or yeah. or or, or I, can't ex- I can't respect adulterers. I can't respect men who are out there in a in a in a in an adulterous fornicating lifestyle. Yeah. I don't respect it. Yeah. I, I'm not gonna be proud of you for your choices. Yeah. I think um the whole concept of Pride Month, right? And forcing wanting to force people to accept it and affirm it and let and create less hate towards that lifestyle is actually creating more hate. When you have to force somebody to say that my lifestyle is okay. And if you don't say my lifestyle is okay, I will mock you. I will, you know, the whole media system and social media system is set up to uh, affirm their lifestyle and say Christian conservative views are evil and bigoted. The more you do that, the more you're actually stoking the fires of hate. And I'm not saying we hate people, but the the more you force somebody to to act and believe that your lifestyle is okay because force never works. Never has. It just, I mean, it really doesn't force. No. It kind of goes back to our last, last show that we did. Forcing someone to abide by the Bible does not work. No. Forcing someone to agree with your sinful lifestyle does not work. hundred percent. I think too, we, we have to think the way Spurgeon thought, others, biblical-minded men, when evil times come, Charles Spurgeon said this, in the darkest ages, Christ has always had a church. What do Christians do in this moment? Like, what can we do? How, how do we become? Let's give you some answers. Let's give you some hope and some things you can grab onto, okay? He said, in the darkest ages, Christ has always had a church. And if mm-hmm. darker times shall come, he will have his church still. Amen. So how do we fight this? What do we do? How do we, how do we overcome this? What, what do we have? There's one thing you have to start getting in your heart. That's the truth. Men are wicked. Mm -hmm. We are not born good. We are not born with goodness. We have to train that. We've got to get, because sin is in the heart of man. Uh, D.L. Moody used to say, you ever notice in a garden, you never have to water the weeds. Mm -hmm. You only water the plants. Weeds, you have to constantly pull out. You don't have to water them. You don't have to do anything. They pop out regardless, but you have to tend and nurture the things that bear fruit Mm -hmm. in a good way. You have to nurture and tend to it, right? So I want to just read a couple things to show you that it is not our job to hate them. God will have his day of reckoning. Listen to this. Listen to this. Proverbs 18. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and is safe. 
We run to the Lord when wickedness happens. So he gives us the directive to do what we're called to do, right? Then he says this, a rich man's wealth is a strong city and, and like a high wall is his own imagination. But before destruction, before destruction, a heart of man is haughty. Humility goes before honor. If we are humble in the things of God and we are praying, I'm telling you, he will make a table before you in the presence of your enemies. It's happened to us how many times mm -hmm. where you think there would be obstinance. They actually open a table before you. They were like, okay, let's talk. Right. Let's get this out. Isaiah 2, for the Lord of hosts will have a day of reckoning and, um, against everyone who is proud and lofty and against everyone who is lifted up that he may be abased. God will do the abasing. Our job is to get to do the teaching and the mm -hmm. preaching. Our job is to love them in the truth. Our job is not to alienate them and shun them out. Mm -hmm. That is not my job unless they violate the laws or the rights of another. Then we have to take them to the courts and to, 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 to legal issues. I just want to read this. Do not, do not, do not hate people because of their sin, because you were once tied up in sin. I am so glad. I am so glad that when I got saved, Jake McCauley did not tell me you are an idiot. I can't believe you're in church, you sinner. You know what? If you don't repent, get the H out of here. Mm -hmm. You know what he told me? You have sinned before God and the cross of Jesus and his blood came to redeem you, bro. Repent of your sin right now. So you can be received of God. Dude, it was so awesome to hear that message of the Holy Spirit. Do not hate those who oppose you. You're not supposed to do that. Actually, you're supposed to love your enemy. Pray for those who curse you. Do good to them who despitefully use you and persecute you. And I think we miss that part. What real love is, it tolerates for a minute. It does. It'll suffer things because the truth has to come out. Now listen to this. Here's Psalm 37. We're giving you answers. How do we do this? What's our, what's our answer? Psalm 37, please write this down. Do not fret because of evildoers. Be not envious toward the wrongdoer, for they will wither quickly like the grass and fade like the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do what? Do good. Do good. Don't do evil that good may come, it says in Romans. Do good. Watch this. Dwell in the land and cultivate faithfulness. You know what he's saying here? Who cares if it's dark and evil? Do what I've called you to do. Cultivate the land. Go procreate. Go build businesses. Go do what you're called to do. You continue to be the Christian you are supposed to be and be the light in society. Listen, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desire of your heart. If we delight in the Lord, not hate our enemy, delight yourself in the Lord. You know what my desire is? That they be saved. I just heard a word. Uh, the, the What's his name? The guy with the Jesus revolution? The guy who died? Lying. AIDS? The, was it Frisbee? Yeah. Gave a prophecy. It's been said he's given a prophecy that the next movement will come through ex-gays. Yeah. The biggest, the biggest movement of God coming is that we should be praying for salvation, not, not hate them. Right. I'm against the sin of them, and I am against them. But I love them too. Oh, there's a story, Michelangelo, I just read. I, I won't bring it up right now. It says this, verse 5, commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he will do it. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord. Wait patiently for him. Don't fret because those who prosper in the way of, of, of the wicked schemes cease from anger and forsake uh, forsake wrath. Do, listen, cease from anger and forsake wrath. Don't go out there and try to kill your enemy. Mm -hmm. That ain't going to do nothing except show you what flesh is and what spirit isn't. You don't have the fruit of the spirit, right? And that's verse 12. I'm, I'm, I'm jumping here. The wicked plots against the righteous and gnashes at him with their teeth. 
The Lord laughs at him for he sees his day coming. The wicked have drawn their sword and bent their bow, rainbow, right? To cast down the afflicted and the needy, to slay those who are upright in conduct. Their sword will enter into their own heart and their bowels will be broken. The analogy of that is whatever they come against you with in accusation will come against them. It's already happening. Yeah. There's a 13-year-old suing a hospital right now for, for the gender-affirming surgery. Yeah. They, he said, the doctors lied to me. It's going to happen. This confusion is now starting to happen. Right. Like we didn't see that coming. Yeah. Right now. Better is a little of the righteous verse 16 than the abundance of the wicked for the arms of the wicked will be broken, but the Lord sustains the righteous, right? They will not be ashamed in the time of evil in the days of famine. They will have abundance. He's talking about the righteous, but the wicked will perish and the enemies of the Lord will be like the glory of the pastors. They vanish like smoke. They will vanish away. The wicked borrows and does not pay back, but the righteous is gracious and gives. Notice what he's saying here. This is what righteousness does. This is what evil does. Don't fall in the way of the evil. Don't shun them like they shun you. Go out there and win souls. Mm -hmm. Go out there and be the Christian I've called you. Go give. Go love. Go teach. Go preach. Go do. Go make business. Go make babies. Go do your thing. Who cares how wicked it is? He is your God. He's your strong tower. Start having hope and faith instead of saying, why would I raise a kid in this generation? Why wouldn't you? Yes. Why wouldn't you raise a kid in this generation? Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't you want to see the glory of God move on the behalf of your children? You know what it's teaching us to do, Christians? To pray. Yep. It's teaching to us to study, to stand, to, to have a backbone of steel, to have the mind of Christ. This is what it's teaching us. It's not, this is evil, but dude, guess what? It's thrown on our lap now. What are we going to do, fold and die? And then the nations, I'm reminded of uh, Moses. The nations will wag our tail against our God if we fold. Mm -hmm. When Moses told the Lord, don't destroy your people, lest the nation come against you and say, that God couldn't handle his people if we fold up and die. Read Exodus. Read Deuteronomy. I don't want to do that for God. I want to show who he is. Because if he did it for others in the past, why can't he do it for yeah, us? Right. You're afraid of 3% of the population when literally 90, I'd say, eight, let me just be conservative. 85% of the people out there aren't for these agendas. Yeah. Oh, talk about the NFL post. Oh, my gosh. We forgot. Did you forget to send it to him? Yes. But speaking of the majority. Can you log into Instagram? Maybe you can see it. Instagram. And in, in, in self-evident. If, if you can log into Instagram, he's looking it up now. And if you can show it on the screen, I think you can. I'm not sure. So... <sighs> I, I, I would like to say, <laughs> go to go to search and then hit NFL. There's a there's a pride parade post on there. I just want you to, dude, twenty two thousand some odd comments on I'm this sure picture. It's more now. Right, that picture said football is for everyone, and it's an LA Pride parade demonstration. And I told Carrie, I said, I just want you to look at all. Keep going down. It's down a ways. You'll see it. It's just a bunch of people marching. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. It's down there. It's down there. It's down there. They, I don't know if they pulled on the post or what. There it is right there. Up uh, There you go. If you look at all those comments, Elijah, why don't you just read some of them? <laughs> all right. Starting from the top. 
uh, mega dislike button, use me as a dislike button, use me as a dislike button, dislike button, dislike button, use this as a dislike button, dislike button, dislike button, yep. dislike button right here. It goes on and on. Dude, and... there's no positive comments. Oh I my gosh, none of these people know a thing about football, lol. <laughs> He's like, football's for everyone. He said, there's one guy that said, football's for everyone. Put him on the field then and see what happens. This guy, one guy said, guys, stop commenting dislike button. I can't like them all. (laughs) (laughs) There was one guy that basically said, know your audience, bro. Know your audience, NFL. It's like, they're trying to push agendas. Listen closely to me. They're trying to push agendas that are not working that are not godly. Yeah. They're trying to push agendas that aren't working. And the That's majority how... of the people are Thank like, you. no, Go. just no, no. The majority of the people, and that's what this, there's like probably over 23,000 comments. Go ahead, you were laughing at one. <laughs> it says, don't let this distract you from the fact that the Seahawks <laughs> didn't run the ball. <laughs> <laughs> I did read that one last night. Dude, but I mean, what I'm saying is like, look at these comments, even people, it seems like you can feel the kind of the anger against right. it. That's from the that's from the people. Maybe they're not Christian. Maybe they are. I don't know. Yeah. But look at what the world look look at what look at what is following this agenda. Right. Who likes this stuff? Right. Who's a, out there saying yes? I'm yeah. glad we have Pride Month. Right. That's what a lot of those comments too were like. Well, I'm watching the XFL now, unfollowing NFL, and or, or like, oh, NFL is going to be another Bud Light. It just like that whole like cheesy saying go woke you go broke it really is true because the majority of the people are still christian the majority of the people even if they're not christian there is still a common sense issue that this is not okay so 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 this is what we wanted to get across to you today there is hope for this country and that pride goes before destruction we all know that scripture it's easy to quote that but you know what goes Mm -hmm. before the righteous honor Mm -hmm. So instead of getting mad about pride, go forth in honor to God and let it follow you all the days of your life. Like David said in Psalm 23, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Better is one day in the courts of God, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm more excited, I think, when I see the evil being pushed Mm -hmm. because it's like it's showing me that they have to go this hard to push. How much harder does the church have to promote righteousness right. then show us how to love. be yeah i was just thinking Go about ahead. that whole their whole motto love is love and how that that's just not true but the reality of people outside of christ is they are just looking for love and i don't want to say this with a broad brush but a majority of people in this lifestyle were abused as kids right so they weren't trained up under what is true love from a family unit. They weren't right. trained up under what true, call. what true love is from Christ. And so when our job, when we say our job is not to hate, but to show love in standing with the truth, but also to show them like, again, we're all broken. We all need love. And when you don't, and realizing when you don't find your identity in the love of Christ and you don't find your love in his un ashamed unconditional love you will constantly seek for more because this love is never enough it lasts for a second then you need more you know and it goes back to like the whole what you just said like it's never enough like drug addiction sin 
it's never enough because it's not founded in the radical love of Jesus. So you'll always want more. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm just going to say this. I'm not ashamed to say this. I don't even know why I would say that. I love documentaries, real stories. Right. And I was watching one this morning on a guy who was a professional athlete who um, broke his neck and his back, but he was still performing. And um, he got on some drug that was like a muscle relaxer, right? Well, one will relax your muscles. Seven will actually cause you to be in a euphoric state. So he kept going. They were buying 200 a day sometimes, a day. So at first it was, I need my muscles to relax so that my neck can heal. Then it went to that. And then it went to, he had a seizure in a doctor office and started coughing up blood. And then it just got worse and worse. And then one day he turned around and looked at his brother and he said, I screwed all this up. And he goes, dude, you're only 32. Let's get back on the horse. He came back and just came back stronger. But it's like sin will take you farther than you want to go, keep you longer than you want to stay, and cost you more than you want to pay. It totally does. If you give in to the one thought that's perverse Mm -hmm. and you keep pondering that, it'll become a reality. This is why I tell people, how many times have I used this line? What if land is demonic? Mm. What if this? What if that? All you're doing is adding stress and fear to your life that does not belong. All it is is demonic. So when you start to say, well, what if I am gay? Then you start to kind of ponder, well, maybe I'm not gay. Maybe I am transgender because I don't really feel like people like me for me. And so therefore, look at my body type. Look at this. And you start to ponder and ponder and ponder and ponder. And your mind becomes a trap. And your mind becomes a trap. Mark 720. Listen to this. That which proceeds out of the man is that which defiles the man. Verse 21. For from within, out of the heart of men proceed evil thoughts, fornications, thefts, murders, adulteries. 22. Deeds of coveting and wickedness, as well as deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, and foolishness. All these evil things proceed within, from within and defile a man. You notice how evil thoughts proceed first and then it defiles the man? The evil thought begins and it creates this thing in your head that you become and now it's caused you to be an evil man. Yeah. That's, that's Christ's words. That's Mark 7. Christ knew to keep your mind right. That's why Paul said we have the mind. Renew your mind daily. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 it's, it's, it's the issues of the mind and the heart, right? Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts and minds, you double-minded, it says in James. So like there's something to be said about purifying your mind. And when you consistently pur- purify your mind with the word and in prayer, you can stand against wickedness and you're not going to be swayed by people's accusations or their opinions. Or You know what you're going to say? If I die, I go in glory. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds really creepy, but it's awesome. It's a freedom. I don't live for me anymore. I live for Jesus. Now, show me love, Lord. If some of you, I've, we have a friend who's got a dear, like a mercy, mercy gift. She's yeah. very merciful. Yeah. But when she speaks truth, it comes from a mercy place. Yeah. And some of us don't really have, we do have it, but it's like, mine is, I give a crap about you. Stop it. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Stop. Yeah. What, don't you see the destruction? My heart cares differently, but she is like amazing at mercy. And it's like when she tells truth, it's so awesome. And I think more and more and more, more and more and more I see this in Romans and I see all these other scriptures that we've used to batter sinners, right? right? All I'm seeing is those, those, those scriptures, listen closely, Christian, those scriptures were not used to condemn. Yeah. Those scriptures were used to turn. Right, because it's the heart behind the issue. It's, you can say the same scripture, and if you say it with a heart of like condemning or 
you know, you need to repent, you sinner, God hates you. If you say it with that heart, that's the spirit that they're going to take it with. Or if you say it with the love of Jesus, the mercy, his God's heart that put him on the cross, that put Jesus on the cross. If you say that same scripture with that, that's why the Bible says this, uh, oh gosh, I just had the scripture in my mind. Uh, the letter killeth, but the spirit gives Come life. Come on. Because if it's the spirit behind the word, that's where the power There's is. There's a grace but in it, yeah. The letter killeth, killeth. If it's just the letter, just the word, just the scripture, it's dead words. It's condemning words. Amen. So, Amen. There we go. I'm. Uh, we're going to end the show. I just want to read a couple comments, if you don't mind, babe, and let's yeah. respond. Um, Liam Wood said this on YouTube. He said, 100% sinners are sinners. Every sin is against the same holy God. So every sinner needs the same level of salvation and reconciliation. Yes. You can't cherry pick sin here. And we've done that too long in the church saying that homosexual, you matter of fact, you comment on this a lot. We've said homosexuals are just outcasts, yeah. but adulterers are cool. Yeah. As long as you're giving your tithes and yeah, doing your yeah. thing. Right. Go ahead. Right. Yeah. No, that's what I said before. Like we have these, these weight heights of sin and the unforgivable sin in, in the churches, divorce, homosexuality. Like those are the polarizing sins. And it goes back to what he just said. It's all sin. It all needs forgiveness. It all needs repentance. It all needs mercy. And we all it's need all sanctification, yeah. right? Uh, and Lim Joko said, even many of the Democrats have said this has gone too far. Yeah. You don't yeah, see that, that on mainstream, of course, right? Um, we talk about how your dad said my hairdo looks good. I, t I know. <laughs> I, I told you that, right? Totally this that. Uh, Mary Cochran Williams said something really cool. She said, truth, I'm still a tomboy, but I embrace that feminine part of me. Yeah. I just love that stuff. Yeah. I love when people like comment from that place. Yeah. And I think more and more, uh, and shared a, a verse here. Uh, oops, I just, <sighs> sorry, fellers and fellettes. Give me a second here. She said, um, Romans 13, 11, 14, it says, and I do this understanding the present time, the hour has already come for you to wake from your slumber because the salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is nearly over. This is talking about salvation, okay? Mm -hmm. The night is nearly over. The day is almost there. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us behave decently as in the daytime, not carousing and sexual drunkenness, not sexual immorality and debauchery. We can't be afraid to use these words because these words mean something. Notice how they're telling you not to use those words, but they can call you uh, a hater, bigot, yeah, homophobe, and accused. Right. It says this, rather clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. Those that are in Christ Jesus, the Bible says, depart from iniquity, mm -hmm. right? They depart from the sin. Um, and, and so, amen, there's, there's so much more to be said about this issue. We just wanted to show you, isn't it crazy that in the 40s, pride was, I'm going to fight for my country. I'm going right. to give myself for my country. Right. Today is, you better give yourself to me because I deserve yeah. it. Right. That's not pride, folks. That's a child. Yep. That's a child needing a spanking. A I said baby. it. <laughs> a child needs a spanking when they're being selfish. And I don't care if you like that. It's truth. They need spankings. We just need to ask the Lord to wake these folk up to salvation, like it says in Romans 13. They need to wake up to salvation. So, guys, we love you. Thank you so much for commenting. Thank you so much for being here on the show. Please share the video. Uh, if you found any worth in it, praise God. Do that. Uh, what? If you want to join our monthly support base to help us continue. Explain the monthly support base. You're really good at it. Uh, yeah. So we have a program called the Torchbearer Society, which is our monthly financial support base of people, businesses, and really what it does, it helps us get out and minister as we travel. We're in Texas for 10 days the next month. We're in Missouri the next month, Nevada the next month, and really just ministering 
God is good. <laughs> all, all of the things. Um, and what it does, it helps us travel. It helps us function. It helps us do podcasts. It helps us with all the things. So any amount helps. You can find that at the self-evident truth.com. Huh? You click the donate button and you can see one-time donations and monthly subscription donations. Guys, so please, let's do it. And people have signed up from yeah. the show. Praise God. Yeah. Now, we have about a thousand bucks left of our matching grant. Is it true? No. We hit the matching grant. Oh, we did? Yeah, but you can oh, still donate. Yeah. I didn't even know. See, this is how much involved with the finances I am. I don't care. No. I'm out preaching. This is what I do. She does all that stuff because my wife is amazing. She runs this whole ministry. I just go out and with preach. With the help of Mike. True. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Like, Mikey is running everything. She runs everything, too. But she basically says, I'm the what? I'm the shiny object. You're no, the... you're the shiny object of their ministry. I do all the work. She does. <laughs> but do you have that song that dude sang? I just want to end it with that. Remember the hymn the, that dude did? Is it still on there, the video? The funny. No, the, the one, the hymn, the. Sings my soul, my savior God to thee. How great thou. When I see him face to face, I want to sing this hymn. Come on, sing. Then sing.